Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. And we're back, team, for another podcast episode and this one's going to be a Q&A which is something that um but it was your actual idea Hayden is doing a Q&A podcast and we're going to roll with it so we're actually just going to answer questions that were actually asked in a question box which is kind of daunting because I'm not gonna lie to you I haven't daunting. read them beforehand so <laughs> well you know when you don't know what's going to come up man like anything could come up and I'm like oh god like you know someone might ask if I have three nipples or something weird <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Like, do I answer this that? Is, this is the. Uh, <laughs> these are the kind of podcasts that I actually myself personally like listen to because, like I said, it isn't. Yeah. It isn't always necessarily on one topic, and it does um, kind of dive into other areas, which <laughs> you find a little bit about their personality and their life. So it's uh, <laughs> it's quite comical, but true. I, 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 true. I think we should we should definitely commit to doing one of these question ones a month. And as people, as the listeners, um, will hear it more and more and more. Like that, yeah, they'll it. start asking more random questions, and then soon it will have nothing to do with nutrition whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a podcast of like, do you put p- pineapple on pizza? <laughs> yes or no? I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. I go, I I say pineapple can be on pizza. Are you a pineapple on pizza guy? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, what's wrong with pineapple on pizza? Have you seen? Sorry to completely sidetrack here. Have you seen the new thing about what Weetabix put out on Twitter? No, but I did. Uh, I must. I saw something on it the yes. other day. So basically, that obviously it's always like beans on toast, and they're like, "Well, hold on. Why is it beans on toast? Why can't you have beans <laughs> on Weetabix?" And mate, so many of like the thing, the NH, the uh, the, the police, like the police. So obviously, when social media accounts are run, so they always have like a social media manager, as it were. And <clears throat> someone from the police was just like, "We know this is a crime, but please do not call us if <laughs> please do not call us for this like situation." Um, Lidl put like uh, I can't remember what Lidl put, and the NHS were like um, made a joke as well. But it's so funny, mate. There's a whole Twitter feed. So if you're listening to this and you've you haven't seen it, go find it on Twitter because it will give you a lot of laughs. Yeah, but this, this so this is the other thing as well. Like there's there's so many like, and we speak about it quite a lot. There's so many bad things to the internet and like uh, how it can actually have an effect on your what you perceive to be healthy and whatnot going back into like the fitness thing but at the same time yeah. I, I can't lie like there's some things that have just got me through lockdown on like the comedy on social <laughs> media but going back to the Weetabix yeah. my uh friend he I remember always remember like as a kid going go around his house and having breakfast there and uh, I didn't oh, by the way I didn't go around to have breakfast at his house like I was around his house <laughs> 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 it's like well, you just go for like breakfast club. Like, well, you have. Well, you have you been brunching from the age of like six? <laughs> the most mature young kid ever. Um, no, so we we had breakfast, and he like he got the weed picks out. I was like, yep, yeah, pretty standard. And then the nice. the butter came out, and I was but oh, but no. yeah, started like butter, butter on weed picks, an absolute staple for him. Like, I was like. What is this? What? I was like, where's the milk? They were like, milk is butter. <laughs> <laughs> nah, mate, that's weird. Like, milk, butter. What's it? What, they're dry. dry. So you're telling me dry Weetabix with butter on dry top? Dry Weetabix with butter, yeah. 
Nah, man, I'm out. That ain't for me. I ain't about <laughs> no, that I wasn't life. a fan, to be fair. And what, did you try I did, it? yeah. Uh, mate, like, this is coming from the former oh, overweight kid. Mate. Like, I try everything. <laughs> I bet you tried it. <laughs> oh. oh, God. That is... Nah, man. Nah. Well, I, I, funny you should say that about weird things to eat. I ate a kiwi earlier, and I've got into the habit of eating a kiwi with the... Like, I don't take the skin off. I literally snack into it like an apple. What, like the, the and furry I did a, thing? <laughs> yeah, mate. Just totally eating it. Man, that is so weird. Nah. So at first you're a bit like, oh, it's like a fuzzball in my mouth. Like it's like a a hairy like <laughs> you're eating mold. No, like yeah, I'd, my mind's going all sorts of places right now. But just do it, mate. It's so easy. Like it, it's not. It's actually quite nice because you know when you scoop out the kiwi, you have like a little layer, don't you? Because you can't scoop it all out. So you usually have a little layer. Yeah. We don't lose that bit of layer of the kid, the kidney, <laughs> kidney, kiwi, and it's kind of the, the skin's squidgy, man. Try it. Try it. Don't knock it till you try it, as I always say. Yeah. Don't knock it till you try it. I'll give it a go. Yeah, mate, do, do. I've got a couple of kiwis here, so I'll save you one for after lockdown. Thanks, man. That's all right, no dramas. Um, so let's dive into some questions. So we've got a lot um, of questions. We're going to rock and roll with it. We're going to do about 45 minutes, you know, keep you keep you people entertained, and we'll see what's happening um, with regards. Some of them are nutrition. Some of them are completely not nutrition, but I think that's... Like Hayden said before the podcast, he said, you know what? It's quite fun for you guys to get to know us on a bit more of a personal level. Um, so <laughs> I'm a little not? bit scared now. <laughs> yeah. Famous last words. Like, yeah, we'll do it. It's like, Hayden, are you ready? Guys, there'll be no um, more podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. End the podcast. We, we did three episodes and we bailed. So uh, first one is, how do, you wanna, how do you want to do this? You want to do like tit for tat, like you answer one, I answer one, or do you just want to kind of like... Uh, yeah, we'll just keep... Jo- like, I mean, this this is our... So if you, you... Again, this is classic myself and Ryan. We'll go off on so many tangents, but, you know, it is what it is. Oh, gotcha. But like, we... Um, there's no formula to what we do. Like, th- this is why it works so well, because... If we were just to say, like, I answer one, you answer one, like, I don't think we'd get the most valuable or the listeners wouldn't get the most valuable bits of information. So we'll, like, read out the question and mm. then, like, we'll just, whoever dives in at that time, just dive in. All right, man, you got your speedos yeah, ready? ready? Nice, man. So first one is, how do you tackle a weight loss plateau if you can't reduce your calories further, i.e. they are already low? It's quite a good question. Yeah, yeah, no, completely valid point. And this is something that we speak an awful lot about um, inside all of the, like, the communities we have and stuff is really like, it, it all goes down to, for myself, you've got to, it goes down to the data that you've got in front of you. So first of all, mm-hmm. if you haven't got any data to go off, then that's definitely one of the biggest issues you need to address. But yeah, man. usually there will be like, say for example, there's a platter going on. You're, you're looking to be like, right, okay, well, have I actually like maybe um, have I been in a deficit or an aggressive deficit for an awful amount of time? And if the answer is yes, and you've adhered to the calories well, and you are actually eating the calories you think you're eating, it's like can the energy exponent uh, energy expenditure component be increased? Of course, yeah, Jesus. Or <laughs> or is it the fact that actually because this is something that happens? Like there might be some people that are listening that have dieted aggressively. And even lifting mm. the remote control off the table is hard work because you have dieted so <laughs> aggressively. Like any, how heavy is your remote? Oh man, you won't believe. <laughs> I've got a big TV. <laughs> or are you just a massive <laughs> lightweight? <laughs> um, but 
yeah, if obviously if you if you diet really aggressively, then like your body tries to preserve as much energy as possible. And this is something that actually yeah. happens when you diet. Like you will stop fidgeting as much. Like you generally get like unintentionally lazier because your body is trying to preserve mm-hmm. energy. So it's a case of right, instead of like actually trying to drop the calories even lower to the point of it's completely unsustainable, can you increase your energy expenditure? Mm. And then the I think Yeah, go on. I think just a quick thing, I think that comes under like is this a genuine plateau? Yeah. So like your actual, like are your calories actually where they are? But also just like you said, has like your movement decreased because you are just not moving as more. So it's like, you don't need to move more, like do more step count per day from 10 to 12. It's just like, if you actually think about it, are you noticing some of your daily expenditure things that you were doing, you're not doing now? Does that make sense? Yeah. And and, and that was pretty much, um, that's, that's what I was going to go into. Um, anyway, oh, yeah, no, all I was just going to say was that, you know, you just want to make sure that, okay, are, are you actually ticking off all the boxes? Like, are you genuinely in the deficit that you think you are? Could you improve your tracking even by just like 1%? Like maybe is there a meal at the weekend that you're, um, you're a day on the weekend that you're not tracking at all. And by mm. the way, there's nothing wrong with that. Like you don't have to be <clears throat> tracking every single meal, but that nah. one meal could be causing you to go over your calories uh, quite uh, quite a fair amount. So yeah, yeah, man. Th- yeah. I think we've butchered that one quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's too. It's like first things first. Make sure you're in a deficit, basically. Like you know, we always say unless it's like leave at least ten to fourteen days to make sure. It is. And also just because your weight loss, weight has stopped moving doesn't mean that measurements and your clothes are fitting better um, as well. Double check your tracking um, to make sure that is as accurate as possible. Make sure you're not moving, um, you know, less unintentionally. If so, then you, if you don't want to reduce your calories, then you're going to have to look at increasing your output. And I think that's what's so tough, man, is, and I always say this as a woman, like your calories are lower than us, <clears throat> yet most of you can probably eat just as much, if not more, than some of your male counterparts. Like, you're like, mate, we go out for a burger and chips. Like, I know, you know, that mother half could probably eat just as much as I can, but, you know, she can't. And it's like, that's a tough world to live in. It's like, imagine going, like me and you, Hayden, going, it's like for a burger and you're like, oh man, I want to eat all that. And it's like, mm, you can't though, Hayden, because you will wake up like two stone heavier. So mm. Yeah. Like it's a tough life out there. So you've just got to work things in your favor. <laughs> so the next question is if you're working out more and the scales are the same, could you be building muscle? I love this question. First and foremost, disclaimer, you will never build muscle at the same rate as you will lose body fat. Ain't no one losing or ain't no one building four kilos of muscle in a month. <laughs> Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless you are secretly in the toilets jabbing up a couple of milligrams of test and maybe some other stuff into your behind, there's no way that you're building muscle at the same <laughs> I've got a vivid picture now of like two blokes in like hot pants like jabbing themselves up. Um it, it's never gonna be the same, first and foremost. Um, you know, you might find that from training you are uh, you know, if you're new to it or you've just been training harder, could be inflammation, could be water retention from that training. Um, but for the most part, no, that's not why you're not losing weight, if that makes sense. You'll never build muscle at the same pace as you lose fat. Imagine if you did, though. I'll be stacked oh, by now. God. Like, yeah, this is the other thing about, about <laughs> women not wanting to lift weights because they want to because um, they want to get or they don't want to be bulky. I'm like, oh, my God, you have no idea how mm. many years we've been trying to look bulky and we yeah. still haven't achieved it. <laughs> Oh, mate, yeah. You know how many bicep curls I've done over these past years and I've still got tweaks and arms? Like, I'm fuming. Absolutely fuming. 
Um, the next question is best advice for eating regular, not skipping meals. Best. I know what comes to my head, but I want to hear what you say. Uh, first. Best advice for eating regular and not skipping meals. Well, I mean, mm. it, again, it's personal. Like, depends if that's actually what you want to achieve. Like, do you want to achieve eating regularly? Like, is that something that you actually want to you you want to do, or is it something that you think you should do because yeah, yeah. you've heard? That eating regularly boosts your metabolism, metabolism, which is a complete myth. By, myth, by the way. Um, oh, myth bomb. Myth bomb. Um, <laughs> but actual tips to eat more regularly. Um, set a routine. Yeah, I was going to say, like set. Yeah, literally, that's the easiest one. Is instead of skipping meals, set a routine. When you need to have a habit that you want to happen, you have to set it specifically. So I'd be like, cool. Breakfast between eight and nine. Lunch between twelve and one dinner between six and seven, done. You've then set specific parameters around what you're going to do. If you don't, you're going to end up eating Weetabix and butter. Like, no one wants to try that. Like, you're going to be rushed. You're going to be snacking on Weetabix and butter. You're going to be going around for breakfast dates with Weetabix and butter. But the the, the other thing is, actually... um, I'm never coming to yours for breakfast, ever. Um, So the the other thing as well is... I literally can't remember what the question was. Uh, about best advice for eating regular, so finding like a regular oh, yes. eating pattern. Basically. Going off what you were saying about again, like Ryan is exactly right that for for you to actually stick to something that you say you're going to do, like you have to be building habits on it. Now you might for a habit to be like to be formed for anything that you do, there has to be a trigger involved. So you mm-hmm. might actually find just starting off with for the first like two to three weeks that you're actually just setting alarms on your phone to go off at the times that you want to eat. Like that could be something really uh, simple that could create that habit, but all more often than not, like actual habit stacking things is going to be the easiest way to re yeah. well to introduce new habits and stuff like that. Boom. Next one: uh, pre and post workout nutrition. If this is something to focus on or not. So, in other words, when you're trying to lose weight, should you focus on your pre and post workout nutrition? There's kind of like a there's like a double sided coin here. It's like what you eat before and after your workout isn't going to make a difference to your fat loss results directly. Mm. Indirectly, potentially. Only from the standpoint of that if you eat a protein and carbohydrate-based meal before and after workout, you're going to increase your recovery. You're going to perform better, potentially build more muscle, get more stronger, um, and you're just going to probably burn more calories if you're able to perform at a better rate. Is it going to have any impact on your actual fat loss results? Directly, no. Like you could train fasted, doesn't matter. It's all more on like recovery, and you know, you're t- even if you do go into your workout, like you know, if you went into it fasted or not fasted, I doubt even if you perform better fed, that there'd be much like difference, like with the calories burned. So no, the I wouldn't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Like it, directly, no. And um, the other thing that I like for myself, I like personally doing is I and what most people do have depending again on the actual intensity but if if you're someone that does typically like jump around in the front room because of COVID and whatnot and you are getting your intensity up then <laughs> <laughs> oh dear jump around the, I don't know mate so many personal trainers are on there like okay let's go <laughs> we're gonna do some jumping jacks and it's like 7am and you can hear Sandra next door like jumping jack her life out to try and burn off last night's chocolate yeah but um if you obviously are you are working out with high intensity usually high intensity comes with higher hunger 
So to then go and have a protein shake after workout, just from the pure standpoint of making you feel more satiated, so you are less likely to then overeat when maybe when your dinner does come up, may be a good idea. Mm, nice. It's a good little twist there. I like that. Naughty. Naughty. So next one, naughty. How important are macros versus just staying under calories? My carbohydrates are always 50% plus. So I think it's more like, is this a worry having high carbohydrates? Um, <clears throat> in short, that's kind of a two-part question, really. The only macronutrient you should be worrying about really is protein. Mm. Calories and protein. Two things are easier to focus on rather than three. It's easier to juggle with two balls rather than three. If you can juggle with three balls, you know, you're pretty special. I can. It's a secret party trick of mine. Uh, if you ever want to see it, just ask. I can show you guys on the gram. Um, but having high carbs over 50%, is, yeah, isn't an issue. Like, so you're under your calories, no dramas. No, it's this, again, like you said, it's a, a lot of these questions myself, and like, it's never just quite like, it's, it, it, it is a black and white answer, to be fair. But then there's like loads of nuances to it. And, like, for example, like a calorie, everyone's like, oh, so like, you know, a calorie is a calorie, like 100 calories of chocolate is the same as 100 calories of chicken breast. It's like, well, no, of course it's not. Like, we know it's not. Like, mm. you get so much more satiation through 100 calories of chicken breast compared to 100 calories of chocolate. Then you've got the actual mm -hmm. thermic effect of feeding. Like, you burn more calories through the digestion of a chicken breast than you would chocolate. So mm. this is why you can't yeah, just yeah. look at your calories um, like as a calorie deficit because you know, you're always going to end up then feeling super ravenous all the time, thinking of food, and then dieting yeah. becomes stressful. So yeah, Ryan is right. You're like, you 100% you do want to be making sure you're focusing on protein, um, but it does have some importance to it. But the main thing yeah. is 100% is like, just make sure you're hitting your protein intake and then um, you're in that deficit. Yeah, boy. Nice. Next one. I've been eating really low calories for months. How do I increase without gaining weight? I mean, you're, again, this is the difference between weight, uh, scale weight and body fat. So mm. if you increase your calories and you're putting more volume of food in your body, of course you are going to weigh heavier. But weighing mm. heavier does not mean that you are going to increase your body fat. Like I can step on the scales now and weigh, let's just say, 80 kilos, I step off the scales, I drink a litre of water, or I eat, uh, let's just say, uh, a burger, and I jump back on the scales, I am going to weigh more. Like, there's nothing I can mm -hmm. do about it. Does that mean I've just gained body fat? Of course it doesn't. Yes. <laughs> yes. All of it. Every ounce of the stuff. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? It's, it's looking at the... the Weight loss and fat loss, that you've got to look at these things. Um, you know, we use the term weight loss because it's easy, everyone understands it. But if you actually break it down, that's you've just got to be aware. Like, I think a lot of people get worried. You know, they're like, oh, you know, I'm only eating 1,200 calories. And I know you say this is bad, Ryan. I, I want to eat more to lose weight. But if I eat more, my weight's going to go up. And I'm like, yeah, it will. And they're like, well, I don't want that to happen. And I'm like, your weight will go up. Does your body fat go up? No, your weight will go up because you're eating more food, you've got more food in your system, more carbs, more water hydration stored xyz don't sweat don't sweat is it important next one to get in your 10k steps per day uh it goes back to what we said at the beginning doesn't it really like as you diet 
um, more and more and more. Like your body will basically make you unintentionally lazier. It wants to preserve energy. So the reason that mm-hmm. these having these step counts are really important and good is because it keeps your energy expenditure component up. It stops your um, basically it stops your neat reducing. So yeah, it's it's. I mean. <laughs> No, oh, you've stumped. You want to be, yeah. <laughs> you you want to be consistent, don't you? Like as much as possible. Like this is why, like inside the academy, we mm. work on averages and stuff. Because as long as your mm. averages are still pretty consistent, it's a good thing, and it allows you to have that yeah. flexibility of being like, okay, one day I only got four thousand steps this day, but on the other day I got sixteen thousand steps. So my average yeah. still works out at ten thousand steps. Yeah, it's not. 10,000 steps isn't a fancy number. It's just been a number that's kind of been put around. People end up hitting more or less of that dependent on your day. What you've got to do is you've got to look at you as an individual. 10K steps is great because it just gives someone a random target to aim for, like a, like a set target as it were. But if you're currently hitting 4K steps, pushing your steps up to 6 or 7K is still an achievement. If you're hitting 15K steps, we're well, not going to lower it to 10 and be like, oh, but 10's better. The whole point is to keep you active, keep you moving. It's a great component of weight loss with regards to your energy output. Doesn't cause stress, doesn't need much planning. It just happens throughout the day. So setting yourself a minimum target is a great one to do first and foremost. And 10K just seems to be this kind of like average that's been set out, I think. But again, like with everything, you want to make sure it's individual dependent. Um, You know, if you're hitting 10K steps every day easy, well, push yourself, you know, push it up to 12K steps. Make yourself actually have to kind of potentially work a bit more, walk a bit more to get those steps up because it's just going to help with regards to your weight loss endeavors. I love that word. Endeavors. 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 Uh, okay, next one is, can you lose more weight from running? <laughs> I mean, in simply put, yes. Not because running's fancy, but because if you're going for an hour run every day, you're burning calories. Mm. What you've got to look at is the sustainability point of view. Is that sustainable to go running? If you enjoy it, cool, do it. We've had clients that have enjoyed running and clients are like, oh, I don't want to run. And I'm like, oh, I haven't even mentioned running. I wasn't, it's not part of like what we do. I'm not going to be like, okay, cool, Sandra. What you've got to do is you've got to do three runs a week, 10K, quickest time. Let's go. Bam. Get to it. Push up, drop. <laughs> it's like, what's the point in that? Shall I, uh, shall I ruin all the runners' dreams out here a little bit? shatter them slightly so obviously like I mean, we said be, like be it on your head yeah it's fine like come at me um but so obviously <laughs> like nothing wrong with running at all like if you enjoy it do it not an issue at all however if you're looking at running from a fat loss standpoint terrible idea now hear me out the reason i say this is because let's say you are a novice runner you get on the treadmill and you run for 20 minutes for your first session that 20 minutes, you burn 200 calories. Cool, you burn 200 calories in the 20 minute run, you're ecstatic, you're like, you're sweating, you feel good. You then go on um, and you continue that over the next coming weeks. Now, what happens is, even though the treadmill is telling you that you are still burning like 200 calories, you're actually not. And the reason being is because your body becomes very, very efficient at the things you do. Because again, it wants to preserve energy. So what was once a 200 calorie burn at a 20 minute run is no longer a 200 calorie burn. So for you to keep getting the same calorie burn as you once got for your first run, what's the only thing that you can do? Well, you have to run more and more 
and more. So eventually down the line, because your body is becoming so efficient, what was a 200 calorie burn at a 20 minute run is now a 200 calorie burn at an hour run. Ain't nobody got time no. for that. And that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that. <laughs> and when I, t- when I tell people this, they're like, oh God, okay, well, what, what can I do? And yeah. like, this is, this is where like having like, there's so many variables you can have with like doing different, uh, like training modalities. Like you've got obviously with lifting yeah. weights, you've got the intensity you can change the actual, um, you've got the rep range, you've got the weight of the, um, the weight. And then with CrossFit as well, like you've got so many different like movements you can be doing, movement patterns. Um, whereas again, like just running in that one straight line, unfortunately, unless you decide to start like randomly bunny hopping every like minute or something like that, like your body's going to be efficient at doing <laughs> the same thing. Great analogy there, mate. Um, yeah, I think you've kind of kind of nailed that one. Really, it's just it's yeah, it, yeah, like everything. So yeah, don't really know where I'm going with that, but we're going to move on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to add a couple of pennies now. And I was like, nah, man, you take all the pennies. Um, next one. Are you where you want to be when you thought about your future as a child? That is a massive, interesting question. Now, I'm going to kind of turn that and be and ask this one. What did you want to be when you grew up? Now, I'll tell you what I wanted to be. And anyone that follows me might already know this. I watched Free Willy. And I got absolutely obsessed with it. I still love killer whales and orcas now. One of my dreams is to go to, you can do a Canada thing where you camp out, you get a canoe um, and you or kayak and you go kayaking with orca whales. I wanted to be a killer whale trainer. Mate, I looked it up and everything looked up where you had to go. You had to do marine biology at uni, all these different things. Um, now, I wouldn't want to do that because if you haven't watched Blackfish, then you should. And if, if you've ever gone to SeaWorld and seen them in the world, then... You know, you're an arsey person. Um, but I'm not going to judge you much. Um, but yeah, I wanted to be a killer whale trainer. What was your childhood dream for a job, Mr. Hedgerolf? I have no idea what this is. I can imagine you being stereotypical, like, I wanted to be a fireman. No, I mean, mate, I, I'm, I'm nowhere near mine. Like, I wanted to be a dinosaur. So I'm still not quite. <laughs> I had a mouthful of drink. <laughs> okay, cool. But I mean, we can roll with that. Like, this, children have big, big dreams. You know, big imaginations. What dinosaur though? Uh, d- For any of you that don't know this, Hayden absolutely loves dinosaurs and Jurassic Park to this day. If it. you ever want to send us gifts for the podcast, send Hayden Rolf a dinosaur. Like, we'll get a PO box up. You can send us in a dinosaur, and we'll bring it. Oh, <laughs> uh, mate! But what dinosaur? T Rex. Like the no, the big the, daddy. The Baddest mofos out there. Like you, uh, yeah, you, yeah. you gotta, you gotta want to be a T Rex, haven't you? Now, there's probably going to be some um, some Flossoraptor lovers out there, or maybe a pterodactyl guy. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get different Jurassic Park <laughs> lovers that are going to uh, spit different lyrics, but no, T Rex got to be. Nam, ah, uh, see, I'd be a Flossoraptor. They're quick, they're agile. You know, you look at the recent ones. Blue, he was cool, man. He was smart. Yeah. You gotta give it to yeah. him. my boy Blue. Yeah, you're my boy Blue. Apparently, there's another one coming out. Yes, and I have. To, I will take you to see the premiere in London. Oh, I'm there holding you, you to that. You've heard it here. For, you've heard it here. For, you've heard it here first. We're gonna go on a romantic date to London. Um, here's a good one. Is it normal for your weight to fluctuate quite a lot? Yes. Fantastic. And tell us why, Hayden. Why is it normal for your weight to fluctuate? I mean, unless you eat 
exactly the same foods every single day. You have exactly the same carbohydrate content every single day. You drink exactly the same amount of liquids every single day. Your sodium intake is exactly the same every day. Like you um, don't actually, your, your hormones don't change whatsoever. Like your sleep stays the same. Um, you know, your stress doesn't change. Like you have exactly the same stress levels. Like I could go on and on and on, but all of the things that are just listed there have an impact on your weight. Like for example, you get, someone says something super stressful, uh, someone says something to you and it makes you super stress, stressed at work. Maybe a boss tells you to complete a project in half the time that you actually originally had. You are going to have a stress level that will compile and you will have a lot of water retention because your stress hormone mm -hmm. cortisol is through the roof. You will hold on to a lot of water retention. So I don't know if anyone ever has been through a stage where they're feeling really, really stressed. At the same time, they feel super bloated all the time because their stress yeah. is so, so high. So yeah, there's just so many factors going on. So it's very, very normal. And especially for women going through their like menstrual cycle, like you in, in the space of two weeks as you get into like the luteal phase, watch last episode if you didn't. Um, <laughs> plug, episode two. <laughs> episode two, plug. Um, you will know over the course of the, the two weeks in the luteal phase, like you can gain like anything between, like I've, I've, I've seen 10 pounds being gained. That is a lot, isn't it, yeah. man? That's 10 mental. pound gain in two weeks. But again, this is why we go on averages and we don't mm. track the dailies. How's that for your mindset? <laughs> Who listening to this could wake up 10 pounds heavier and not freak the hell out? Like, even if I woke up 10 pounds heavier, I'd be like, I'd step off and step back on and be like, that can't be right, man. I'd be like, the floor must have moved overnight. And I go back on and be like, damn. The thing is, is when you know where it happens, you can then relax. You're like, that's gone up. But I'm also at that part of my cycle. So pff, I ain't bothered. Yeah. I ain't coming back. <laughs> so what you've also got to remember is um, it is perfectly normal. There are a multitude of different reasons. It will fluctuate, but like we said, take averages, stay the path, be in sync with your cycle, and ride that wave. Ride that wave. Ride the wave. Um, this is quite a cool one, actually. I like this. What is the most encouraging phase to someone trying to lose weight? Is in if you had like a a catchphrase, a catchphrase. What is the most encouraging phrase to someone? So someone comes to you trying to lose weight. And you need to give them a motivational phrase or like a tip phrase, like what would it be? Um, control the controllables, don't worry about anything else. Control the controllables, don't worry about anything else. Nice. Mine would be be patient. Because mm. I think that's something that people struggle with as well. Um, so yeah, there are phrases. But yeah, I'm just going to elaborate on mine slightly. Feel like I have to. <laughs> and come on then. The, the 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 kind of second part I'd say to that is because everyone, like the majority of people, whether it be male or female, this journey is very much dependent on what that number on the scale does. But you can't determine what that number on the scale does. Like you have no control over it, like whatsoever. Like you can't say if it's going to be a pound heavier, a pound down. Like whatever. So if you can just tr control the things that you do have control of, which will inevitably get you to your overall fat loss goal, like completing your steps, like tracking your calories, like making sure you're getting adequate sleep, you will inevitably always end up where you mm -hmm. want to be. Yeah, man. It's like you can control the temperature of your house, but not the weather outside it. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said temperature outside it, man. I'm going to ask our editor to cut that out. Or just leave it in. Why not? Um, the next one is, um, 
Oh, I like this one. And we're going to actually do this. I think this is important. I just use your calorie calculator and the amount of calories seems so high. Now, I think that's important to note here and we'll explain why. So a lot of people work out their calories on the calculators and they're like, oh my God, right, I'm never going to lose weight weight like on these crazy calories. Like, I'm going to blow up like the balloon. What's that woman off, Charlie, in the chocolate factory? Is it Violet? Uh, I don't know. I- that you know, eats a chewing gum and then just like blows up. Yeah. Um, I can't think of a name. In short, it's because you've been accustomed to thinking that calories need to be ridiculously low to lose weight. They don't. They just need to be lower than what you need. This should also be a point, noted the fact, that you have, have been con- over-consuming by a lot of calories. That's what it should kind of bring about awareness. So when you see that number, be like, no way could I eat that and lose weight. And it's like, well, that actually should bring about quite a query as to how many calories you've been consuming on average over the course of however many years or months to get to where you are now. You know, some people are like, no way, I couldn't consume 2,000 calories and lose weight. And I'm like, well, you've probably been consuming in excess of three and a half or two and a half. Do you know what I mean? That's why you are where you are now. So you can. Mm. It, it's, all, it's all a limiting belief. It's a limiting belief that you believe that your calories have to be low to lose weight. They don't. You want to diet on as many calories as possible. It will help offset hunger. It will help with your adherence. And you're still going to be able to go out for brunch with your Weetabix and bar and not worry about it. <laughs> well, the, the thing is as well, like everyone always says this, like everyone's like, you know, my calories have to be 1200 to get results. And guess what? You eat 1200 calories and you legit eat 1200 calories. Not you think you are, but you actually are. Of course, you are going to start seeing results. Like you're going to mm. see quick drops on the scales. Yeah. However, everyone associates with that being success because they don't like weekend doesn't count right it doesn't matter it doesn't matter the fact that i've just had four thousand calories on a saturday night with wine and takeaway and everything like that because saturday yeah it doesn't matter but (laughs) all of a sudden if i was to say to you now oh you're like you can have three thousand calories you'd be like whoa 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 midweek three thousand calories you've got to be high like that's not happening so like it's because typically when we think of health or being healthy all you think of is elimination and like salad and chicken. But again, like those foods are typically like you, you, mm. you're, you're in a restrictive phase. So they're not going to be calorie dense. Whereas when you associate actually having like what is normal as being more calorie dense, then obviously the calories are going to be much higher. So mm. a, little, a little tip for you here, like if you think you think your calories are super high, like stop looking at your calories as daily and start looking at them over the course of a week. So if you know typically out of COVID season that um, you're going out with with the girls, the loved ones, whoever it is, and you typically do have more calories, like you have alcohol, you have takeaways, those kind of things, like actually start to pre-plan for that. Work out what your weekly calorie deficit is by the calculations that has been provided for you. And then actually start to allocate calories for certain times of the week. So if you know that typically the weekend is much, much higher calories, well, allocate much higher calories for the weekend. And then that is going to use up the majority of your calories that you would normally have anyway. And you will be on lower Mm -hmm. calories midweek. I hope that made sense. It's just like, it's like money. Like I said before, like if I gave you, let's use your, your calories as, as your the, the amount of money that you have per week. Now, if I gave you all of your calories, all of your money on a Monday, but you know that you're going shopping on the weekend, you logically would not spend all your calories mid or all your money midweek, knowing that you've got a big shopping occasion at the weekend. Well, the same happens with calories. 
like use your calories like money mm-hmm. and take ownership like if you go into Gucci first and you buy yourself a fancy bag, you got to know that if you spent most of your money in that first beginning part of the trip, you might well come across something later on that you want to buy. You've got two options. Don't buy it, save up money, buy it again at a later date. Or if you do buy it, you're going to go into your overdraft and you're going to have to pay that back. Your choice. As long as you take ownership on that situation, then all is good. It's when you don't take ownership of it, you go into your overdraft, don't pay it back, you start racking up debt, i.e. calorie debt. That's when you've got an issue. Yeah, love that. Um, and this is what I think about, like that whole chicken and rice thing. I was thinking about the other day. It's like people think that they should eat chicken and rice because it's what's what like a physique athlete or what someone on the front of the cover of a magazine eats. And it's like you just want to lose weight for yourself. You're a general population person. It's like no one goes out there and kicks a football around for four hours a day because they see Wayne Rooney doing it when all they do is play Sunday league with the lads down the park. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like you wouldn't do that. <laughs> you train once a week for an hour. It's like put it in your own scenario, man. You don't want to be training and doing things that aren't actually going to be like reasonable for the general population. Um, someone said, um, should I be weighing pasta when cooked or dry? That's a very good question. Yeah. Um, dry. Like, I just like, yeah, I would always wear but it dry. You want to like, whatever you do, stay consistent with it. But dry mm-hmm. is just, yeah. I, I think it's just the easiest thing to do, isn't it? And, but this is like, yeah. I saw someone put a picture online or they must have put it in the community group or something the other day of like a lot of pasta um all of the ingredients on the back come in cooked so everyone mm. looks at the the back of it and the calories are obviously very different because if it says some packets are very good and they say like dry weight cooked and, and yeah so cooked weight and uncooked but then some yeah. will just have cooked and that's what you assume the calories is so you still go about it weighing it uncooked so definitely look into exactly what it says on the packaging and um but i would always go dry uncooked mm. yeah yeah um what is a sustainable fat loss i.e how many kilograms a week is sustainable as it were so the common thing is 0.5 to 1 percent i've got hiccups then uh 0.5 to 1 percent of your body weight per week so and this is what i think is so misconstrued as well because it's like unless you weigh 100 kilos then a kilo a week isn't necessarily going to be sustainable or an average weight loss for you, which is where there's all this thing like, I want to lose at least two pounds a week. And I'm like, two pounds a week is quite fast. Like, unless everything is in your way, like not a lot of people will lose two pounds a week, not every single week anyway, but even two pounds a week on average. Do you know what I mean? Like that's a fast rate of fat loss. I mean, the chances are if you were to lose like a kilo, every like 2.2 pounds every single week across the year, for a lot of people, like there's a chance you might actually die. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not to bring this uh, podcast down a little notch or two, but you may cause some severe issues uh, with your time on this earth. But yeah, that's it. Like you've, you've got to kind of look at sustainability and, and sustainability comes to a lot of things, not only on how much you should lose weight sustainably, because you could drop a shed ton of weight. You know, you might be like, right, I'm going to suck it up for six weeks and I'm going to eat a thousand calories a day, drop a load of weight. You might have a really good relationship with food and you might suddenly be like, yeah, it wasn't bad. Like go back into it. If you were like, like me and Hayden perhaps could do that. You know, we could suck it up six weeks because we've got a good relationship with food. We've learned all these things. For your average general population person, you want to do it slower because your body's going to react a lot quicker to what you're doing. You know, hunger's going to fly through the roof. Um, you're going to find you'll then struggle to adhere whatever it is you're doing. So a slower rate of fat loss is quite often going to just lead with a lesser 
struggle adhering to it per se. Yeah. You know, no one's saying that you can't go for a faster rate of fat loss, but it it's so many variables, do you know what I mean, that play into that. You know, I have clients who do go a little bit faster out the gates and have a faster rate of fat loss, and it's fine. I have other clients that I'm like, it has to be slow, but they're perimenopausal, their psychology isn't set up for that. You know, having their calories low if it would bring about a faster rate of fat loss, but there's no longevity in it for them because they get confu- they get a little bit like overwhelmed, well, that's no good for them. That person has to stick with like, you know, half a pound fat loss um, here and there every week or so. It's just the way it is for that person. Yeah. I, uh, I think both of us, like, well, I know in fact, both of us, like if you're actually so physically caught up on the amount of weight that you should be losing, like there's there's an issue there to start off with anyway. Like, you don't want to really like, I get it if you've got a time constraint and you've got like a number in your head that you want to get to and that's where you can remember last you were, uh, you felt comfortable. Well, that's that's something else. But like, if you're always fixated on like the amount and the speed um, you should be losing, uh, you should be losing it, like you're, you're inevitably going to end up getting super frustrated because there's going to be weeks when that doesn't happen. Like, especially for females with a cycle and stuff, like you're never going to stick to a trajectory of exactly like the pace that you want to hit. So why start getting caught up in something that you know you're going to be affected anyway? It's like I see all like these influencers have um, unfollow apps where they can see the amount of people that have unfollowed them. And I'm like, why are you actively going out of your way to like piss yourself off by looking at who's unfollowed you Mm. when you know people are going to do it anyway? Like not everyone's going to love your content. So why would you put yourself in a position to get annoyed in the first place? Yeah, I mean, guys, you'd love my arm follow. <laughs> like some days it goes up and then some days legit I can lose like nearly 100 followers. And I'm like, ah, obviously said something. Or maybe I just didn't pop a picture of Dexter. That's probably more what it is. <laughs> the left Dexter. Um, <laughs> Do you see his bow tie earlier? Did, yeah. Cracking out his bow tie, man. <laughs> he's just riding solo. I, feel you know? like- I think he's... Uh- I think he's prepping himself for Valentine's Day. He's just like seeing what's out there. I'm going to throw you under the bus slightly here. So Ryan, Ryan oh, does have another dog, by the way. It just <laughs> it just doesn't get features. <laughs> she does. She she does. No, she doesn't. She does. <laughs> My dream as a kid was to always have a husky. So Dexter has maybe become a little bit of a favourite. Um, just a little bit. But she does. She's a little Jack Russell cross chihuahua. She's very cute. Her name is Millie. Um, but she doesn't. Uh, yeah, she maybe she doesn't get as much love. Well, I'm, I'm gonna post that. I'm gonna post that this <laughs> For those of you listening to it, you will have seen my dog uh, probably a week ago. Now uh, on the Instagram, um, another one is cool. It's like, what's a typical day for you? Um, cool. Complete. Uh, yeah, complete so depends for the most part. The majority of my um, so mine and Ryan's day will be slightly different, but my, my day is pretty much. Uh, and to be honest, they asked you, so they don't really care what my day looks like, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Man, man, I want to hear Yeah, I want to hear um, Let's do this. Is, is pretty much coaching. So uh, doing a lot of the check-ins inside the um, academy. So what we do is with all of our clients that come on board in our 90-day program, it's like absolutely compulsory that they have um, one-to-one check-ins every single week. And that one-to-one check-in allows us to assess the data that we have and basically keep moving them in the direction that they want to get to and um, Mm -hmm. educate them further. So that is what the majority of my day is spent is educating the women inside the academy and just keep making them take one giant step forward to their goal. Everyone needs accountability. And then that leads me into what the other part of my day is like, is also having accountability elsewhere from um, Ryan, some other coaches and stuff like that, and just learning. 
Yeah, man. Yeah. That's it. I think most of our day is literally spent coaching. We still uh, have obviously all of our clients. We have coaching calls that we take in the evenings uh, with them. A lot of my time is spent creating content, obviously, as you can imagine, coming up with content ideas. Um, you know, every day, read. I always read at least, well, at least a chapter, if not two chapters of a book every day, a journal every day, go for a walk every day and learn. I'll read, I'll watch some of my nutritionist lectures and then also spending some downtime. You know, I probably two or three times a week play an hour or so of some PlayStation in the evening with some of my other chums, bit of shoot them up, you know. If any of you have PS4s out there and you want to play, like just hit me up. I can give you my, my handle and we can <laughs> shoot some kilos together, you know. Kilos. But, uh, it's game of chat. Yeah, that's what they're called. Kilo. Yeah, man, kilo. Like frag out and all that stuff. Um, yeah, man. So that is what we do. And train. Obviously, we train and obviously we consume adequate calories. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, that is our day. Um, and last but not least, uh, where was this last question that we will go through? Ah, how do you stay so motivated? Um, Love that question. End it on a banger. Yeah, so um, again, we're going to have very uh, probably different answers, but I fill the majority of my day with actually motivating things that I want to do and um, try and stay away from the majority of demotivating things that I don't want to do. So, of course, there's always going to be tasks in my day or things that I have to do in my day that is going to make me feel demotivated, like I don't actually want to do them, but mm -hmm. I have to do them. Um, where discipline comes in, like doing your taxes and stuff like that, like mm -hmm. it's not motivating for anyone. No one really likes doing it, but you've got to do it. Um, but then mm -hmm. as long as you're filling the majority of your day with the things that you do and actually enjoy doing... Um, yeah, man. It's like it's it's a blessing to wake up every single morning and, and do what you love doing. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's it. I think remember your why. We always say this. Remember your why. Remember why you're losing weight. Remember why you're doing what you're doing. Because that gives you that driving factor to want to get out, jump out of bed and be like, yes, another day is a chance to take me a step further towards reaching my big weight loss goal and being able to do the things I currently can't do. Cool. You know, for us, like business-wise, you know, it gets up. We have goals that we want to achieve. You know, I want to serve everyone online in the best way possible so that gets us up and gets us out but also exactly like Hayden said is setting something in your day that you do for you you know always an hour of hour a day whether it's watching a Netflix series whether it's playing PlayStation whether it's you know going to the gym playing football when I'm not broken um <laughs> anything that you can do is is important because it gives you you know something fun for your day you can't just spend your day just working and that's it like that's no life you've got to do things that I think you enjoy as well and that helps uh, first and foremost, but also just remembering why you're doing what you're doing. Because so often we forget, you know, when it comes to that weight loss journey, like I just want to lose weight. Why do you want to lose weight? Like what is the real reason? And everyone listen to this, I want you to ask yourself this if you don't have this written down. Why do you want to wait, lose weight? Why is this important to you right now that you don't want to stay where you are? It might be like, oh, I've got a wedding or, you know, I just want to look a bit better. No, 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 that's not a reason. Surface like, why level. do you want to lose weight? Yeah, dig deeper. Why do you? How does this actually affect you that make this so important for you not to stay where you are? Is it because you want to become a dinosaur? I don't know. Like, I'm not one to judge. Like, you've got to decide what it is that you want to do. Um, and that, ladies and gentlemen... If yeah, if you go on to my Instagram page and you scroll down a fair bit, <laughs> You'll see uh, <laughs> myself in a dinosaur outfit. T-Rex T -Rex Woods, isn't it? T-Rex Woods. Yeah, so, so <laughs> we, we went on a stag to uh, a fair few years ago and what is it, like mm. 15 people maybe? 
and we were in yeah. Bristol and it was a fifth. We even made the news. Did you know that? Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. So there was 15 human-sized dinosaurs riding around Bristol for the whole of Saturday and we made it into the Bristol news. <laughs> yeah. We were all in inflatable T-Rex outfits, uh, like, like literally like seven-foot T-Rex outfits. And the um, stag, he was in a steak outfit. He was literally dressed up as a sirloin steak and he was in his pants and we were tracing him around the depths of Bristol. Um, I mean, we had, we were doing like, we'd have to stop. We'd get photos. People asking us for photos. And it was one of the hottest oh days of God, the year. Yeah. Oh my, that suit. Like you had, the suit was like a blow up suit. You had like a little fan in your back pocket that just like kept the suit afloat. But you're literally, it was like being in a greenhouse. I remember every time we got to a pub, like you'd zip the front, stick your head out, like, <gasps> but it was, it, it was like, just to get a bit of fresh it's air. Like obviously, as it got a little bit uh, messy as the time went on, someone thought it would be really, really funny to go buy some talcum powder. Oh, no. Shoot oh, talcum powder into the fans. <laughs> it, just, it got out of control. So you're in, yeah, so you're in this like plastic T Rex outfit. You've got like a fan. So the fan sucks air in from the outside to fill your suit up. And people were squeezing talcum powder, so like this powder stuff, into the fan, which then just circulates inside <laughs> your suit. And you've just got talcum powder. You're coughing, you're spluttering. It was awful. Um, but, you know, boys will be boys, and, and those are the things that we got to do. <laughs> but there we go. Well, team, that is all. Um, as per usual... Leave us a review, give us a like and share and post it onto your stories on Instagram. Make sure you tag me and Hayden if you enjoyed it and share with other people you know who would get value out of these, these podcasts and things like that. And if you don't follow us on social media platforms, our links are down below. You can follow myself and Hayden on Instagram. You can follow us on TikTok and you can also join our free community group as well. If you haven't followed um, us on social media platforms, do that because we also run a free five-day challenge where you can join us for five days of free coaching where we educate you to go from stressed out nutritional um, you know, person to nutritional geek in five to six days with yours truly, Ryan and Hayden. Um, so yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure, never a chore. Hayden, thank you ever so much no. for letting us in on the secrets thank of you. T-Rexes and, and Weezabixes with butter on. Um, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Yeah, see you soon, team. Take Bye-bye. care.